What's up, everybody? This is Kevin with the Champion Secrets Podcast, and uh, Devin and I have been reflecting a lot on some of our long runs that we've had in the past. Some of our students at Journey Active have just been celebrating some big successes that they've had in their runs, training with us as well as with some other experts in the area. And today, Devin and I are coming to you with our friend Jake, who is going to share a little bit about how you can really take the next step in cross-training for the finish line. The big question is this, how are champions like us, who won't settle for taking the easy route, who are waging war with the status quo, how do we make an impact that manifests meaning in our lives and put long-term reward over short-term gain, yet still remain happy, healthy, and productive? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. I'm Kevin. And I'm Devin Weiss, and welcome to Champion Secrets. So before I get to introducing Jake, I do want to talk about one of our experiences with a longer than what we were used to run. And Jake will tell you one of his stories from a way longer run than what I'm going to talk about. But this run that we did was called the Hickson 25K, and it takes place in La Crosse, Wisconsin, right where we live. And it's through the bluffs of La Crosse. And it was the first year that this race was launching, and so we decided this would be a fun challenge, and we were going to train for it. And when I say train, I apparently say that lightly because we didn't really know what to do, who to ask for what to do, what to do along with our running to make this race most effective. So we learned the hard way that a race through the bluffs and a lot of elevation changes, even at a low elevation level, is really challenging. And so we trained for this Hickson 25K. Kevin, much less than myself. Um, Is that okay that I say that? Yeah, it was pretty bad. (laughs) So I trained probably a few times a week by running intervals as well as running through the bluffs at different distances and paces along with a friend who was also going to be doing the race. And this allowed me to build up some endurance for the specific activity, but what we lacked along with training through the bluffs and some interval running was cross training. So at the time, neither of us were really doing much for weight training or anything else for cross training, and we'll get to that later in the episode. So fast forward to the race day. Um, It had rained the night before, and so everything was slippery. This adds a whole different level to trail running. For those of you who are maybe familiar with that or have thought about it, think about mud. Um, It makes things more complicated. And so we went through the race, and it was really fun, but it was definitely challenging. It was hard. Definitely hard. So trail running is very different than road running, Um, and we found the need to walk occasionally or jog a little bit slower, and there were definitely parts where you run down a hill and you go a lot faster, and then you have to kind of change your pace a little bit, and that was something that we weren't necessarily used to. And so by the end of the 15 or 15 and a half miles of this race, we were both definitely ready to be done. 
We've not yet had a baby, but I felt like my insides were going to be a baby. Um, my stomach hurt really bad, and Kevin's whole body cramped up, so we ended up at the medical tent at the end. <laughs> I felt like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz. It was rough. And I just kept telling him, like, come on, we're so close. Like, we just need to finish. And he's like, shut up. We just need to finish. And so we did. And um, that was something that we marked as a really cool experience in our fitness journey. But now that we know what we know and we know who we know, we would probably do it a little different next time. So that's a really good segue into we have a special guest with us today. Kevin mentioned that his name is Jake. He is a doctor of physical therapy with dynamic physiotherapy here in La Crosse. He also has his CSCS certification and is an avid and very skilled trail runner and runner otherwise. Um, We've known him for a little while. Jake and I actually went to college together, and he's also part of an organization called Trail Transformations, where he coaches individuals who would like to do ultra marathons and marathons. So, Jake, tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe a short story on one of your crazy long runs. All right. Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me. I do actually remember you two crossing the finish line along with Courtney. Great. And uh, you guys looked like you were in a little bit of rough shape. But uh, (laughs) anyways, yeah, trail running is really taking off and... um, it's probably one of the fastest growing sports in the in the country right now, really going into that ultra marathon. And for those that don't know, an ultra marathon is anything that's over the 26.2 mile distance. So I've tr- raced all over the world doing these ultra marathons. Um, and one that really sticks out is the uh, UTMB. It's actually over in Chamonix, France. And it runs around Mont Blanc. It was 100 kilometers with maybe like 23,000 feet of climbing. To put it in perspective, the Hickson 25K race that Kevin and Devin did only had 2,000 feet of climbing over uh, 25 kilometers. So you need to expand that by, you know, four times. There's about 8,000 feet of climbing where the CCC had, yeah, that 20,000 mark. But um, the, the mountains were just straight up, straight down. It's unlike anything you could ever find here in the in the Midwest. But um, yeah, so I go back how I originally got started, ran here at UW Lacrosse, transitioned into the longer distance, started PT school at UW Lacrosse, stuck around here and started up dynamic physiotherapy along with a couple other physical therapists. And one of the issues that we always uh, kept running into was fixing people up in the clinic, educating on proper mobility and strengthening, giving some advice on how to return to running. But the issue we kept running into is within a couple weeks, couple months, they'd come back with either the same issue or a different issue. And, you know, I'm thinking that they're doing all the right things. They're doing their strength. They're doing their mobility. But why do they keep getting hurt? And it all came back to training air meaning they were doing too much too soon, not enough variety, not enough cross training. And, you know, before you know it, they, something would break, not literally, but something would get hurt. (laughs) So 
trying to find a way to transition people from the rehab to performance. And that's where the trail transformation came in is basically getting people on a a customized training program to help them transition from rehab, not just getting to the start line, but getting to the finish line strong and healthy. So that's where we're at today. It's me, Mike Borst, a couple other coaches, and we have a dietitian and we coach people all over the, all over the U S. Well, First off, that's amazing. Just thinking about that race being 12 times the elevation gain or 10 <laughs> times whatever it was. I, I don't know. I don't know how you survive. Um, but it, you know, just hearing about the work that you guys do and thinking back to another race that Devin and I did, the Granddad Half Marathon, which is super popular in lacrosse. Um, looking back on that, I would have loved to have a coach who actually told me what to do because that was another race that didn't do any training for Devin and I did it together along with her brother-in-law who was a Marine and he was literally running circles around us. We were, what, what pace were we running at? You think? For the first two to three miles, we were running a five and a half minute pace, a uh, mile pace. And that's faster than I've ever run in my life. And so I knew if we didn't slow down soon, I wasn't going to make it to the finish line. And I had trained. So, um, it was just, Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was very challenging, especially at the end. That was another race where uh, Devin's brother and and her are steps ahead of me, and they're just cheering me on, and I'm like so frustrated because I was just I was burnt out. I was sore. I was aching. Like all my joints hurt. And uh, just looking back on that, Jake, what do you think would be something that could help? prepare in advance for that because so the Hickson race besides training period. <laughs> besides training period yeah I could have yeah. done that but you know I'm thinking a little bit about the 25k that we did is in the fall right so you've got decent weather all summer and, and starting into the fall where you can train but the half is a little bit different because you're coming out of winter and into spring for that race. So what would you say could help with that? Yeah, training in the Midwest is always tough, especially for those early spring races. Um, A lot of people that get into Boston, you know, having that race in mid-April, I mean, especially this last winter that we had with uh, the polar vortex and many, many days sub-zero, it makes it a little challenging just to get out there and get the miles in. But one of the the biggest things that I recommend to runners to to work on in the off-season is the the strength training um, coming from the physical therapy background? It's it's absolutely mind blowing how many people you know can run these crazy distances you know whether it's a five k ten k marathon whatever, but they can't even do like a, a simple body weight squat or you know a reverse lunge or just some sort of body weight movement without their you know legs getting all shaky. You know they can run crazy distance, but they can't even go through simple body weight movements. And if you really think about the the running motion, it's basically jumping from one leg to the other thousands of times. So if you have any sort of weakness in that chain, it's going to become apparent. And one of the best ways to um, get more efficient and prevent issues from, from popping up and making sure that your spring is off to a great start is get in the gym and do some strength training. So will that both help with strength and endurance like I burnt out towards the end of my run was that just because I didn't train enough in the actual running portion or would you say it can help with both it can definitely help with both obviously you you need to put in the miles as well but you'd be surprised that if you balance the the cross training and the the running volume that you can 
let me give you the scenario. You can either have a runner do like high volume training plan with absolutely no cross training, no strength training, and you know perform moderately well. But what you run into is them potentially reaching that barrier of training error that I was talking about, doing too much of the same thing. Um, so that that leads to injury. Take a different scenario where let's say you drop that person's running volume in half instead of doing 40 miles a week, maybe they're doing 20 miles a week, but they're adding in three days of cross training, three days of strength training. That person might be able to perform the same, if not even better than the person that's doing the higher volume. Plus they're going to feel a lot stronger towards the end of the race where that person that that's just doing the same running over and over again, doesn't have any other variables. But if you can drop the volume, add in that cross training, you're going to just feel a lot better towards the, the end of the run. Um, there's several studies out there that show the addition of a strength training program can significantly improve your performance later on in a race or a finishing kick. Yeah, and we've, we've seen that quite a bit with some of our clients at Journey is by adding in that in addition to um, and kind of in conjunction with their their running program they're able to do some really amazing things and set some personal records that they maybe haven't in the past so you mentioned like two or three days a week incorporating some strength training to help with that do you have some ideas or thoughts on what people can do specifically to help with that yeah so the the biggest thing that i always preach as a as a pt is making sure you're doing it properly a lot of people will, you know, Google, you know, how do I get stronger? Is a strength training program, you know, online. It'll show, you know, squats and lunges and um, some other, you know, simple movements. But the problem is no one's actually there to make sure you're doing it properly. Um, and if you're not doing the movement properly, you're not engaging the right muscles and it defeats the whole purpose of the exercise. If you think about the, the motions you're doing in the gym or the, the strength training, you should feel those quads, you should feel those glutes and hamstrings activate going through the motion, and then you should be able to feel that translation to running, where a lot of people just go through the motion like, oh, I did 10 squats, but there's actually no, you know, no muscle soreness or no muscle activation from doing it. Sure. And that's what you said there um, really resonates, because that's what we've tried to create with our Kettlebells for Endurance Athletes program, which is basically a program that helps runners or cyclists or endurance athletes of any sort be able to maintain the progress that they worked for during the kind of on season, maintain that through the off season and be able to come out, like you said, at least having some strength at the end of the, the winter. So when they pick up their, their running or their cycling again, they're just that much ahead of where they were last year. Yeah, I think you hit that right on the head with maintain the progress that they've made over the on season because... I think oftentimes, and I, I don't think this, I know this because I've asked people who are avid runners, like, why don't you want to incorporate more strength training? And I think the common answer is, well, I don't want to add a ton of muscle mass because that's like the thought behind, you know, strength training, you're going to get bulky for some reason. And it, I mean, it depends on who you're coaching with and if they know what they're doing. But that's how our Kettlebells for Endurance Athletes program is designed is it's on the six months or so in the Midwest of gross weather we tend to have. And that's what 
many people will call their off season and they're still running, but it's definitely lower volume. It's less time. Um, they have less races during that time. And so what we focus on in the kettlebells for endurance athletes class is developing more power and continuing to develop endurance and maintain or gain strength in their weak areas. And so that's, something that's really important and a perspective shift that we've seen a lot of runners who've come into our studio or runners or cyclists or triathletes actually all three have come to see us um, and have seen gains in strength but more importantly they've seen gains in their endurance when they return to season and pick up kind of where they left off and then they also which Jake hit on earlier, they also notice huge improvements in their mobility. And that, I think, even over strength, even over endurance, because um, endurance and improved times on a race really means nothing if you're going to end up injured afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so we focus on building up strength, but also building up mobility in areas that are continually repeatedly used in running and cycling um, and then what areas might be weaker in the body so that we can balance that out a little bit throughout those six months and then prevent injury is kind of our whole goal. So some of the benefits that we've seen from runners, uh, specifically, I guess, in terms of wins. So Jake referenced like getting safely to the starting line, but also safely to the finish line and then beyond. So we've seen a lot of runners experience start cross training with us and already be runners. They've been built up a baseline and they've been doing half marathons or marathons or whatever. And then they start incorporating cross training and all of a sudden their times start to drop. And we call it the what the heck effect because for most people, it doesn't seem to make sense. Like why just because I started to incorporate this strength training into my routine, like why am I knocking minutes off of my half marathon time? Like that doesn't happen for a lot of people who are serious about it. Like minutes is kind of a big deal. And so that's been a really cool thing that we've seen is time shed, but also less pain. Um, so obviously we love sending people to physical therapy, but we don't want to send them there when they're hurting, even though that's oftentimes why they're seen. We want to send them there less often, even though I'm sure Jake, you would say like, I love to see you, but I don't want to see you because you're hurting. Yes. <laughs> um, and so we've had to refer these people less. We'll refer them initially because you know, maybe they're running a high volume. They start strength training and they've already been hurting. And so we say, well, you need to see a physical therapist, continue with strength training, continue improving your mobility. And then they'll start to notice improvements and maybe have a good recommendation from a doctor that they are maybe decreasing the frequency of their running for a little while until things get better. And then continue to strength train and build up strength in those areas where they're not as strong and then they come back stronger than before and so something that we've noticed is a lot of our runners will adjust their running volume and actually be running less than they were but come out stronger in the running later so that's that's something cool that we've noticed would you say you've seen some of that same thing oh definitely and that's something that i i really preach all the time in my coaching especially with uh 
the longer distance runners as they're coming from high volume backgrounds and just, you know, kind of plateauing in their performance. Um, when they start on with the, the training side of things, I usually drop their volume significantly and then add in, like you said, more mobility, more uh, strengthening exercises. And what the heck, their, their performances start to improve, <laughs> even though they're actually working significantly less volume than they had been doing. But yeah, you hit the nail on the head, mobility first, stability second, and then, you know, third, working that movement, that motor control. And it, I just can't express enough how important it is to do the the strength training side of things on the long-term effects of injury prevention but also performance yeah i think you said that perfectly so uh well thank you thank you for sharing your opinion your thoughts your expertise with us for those of you listening if if you're looking for a good coach a great coach somebody who's going to help you take it to the next level uh with your running Get in touch with Jake and Trail Transformations. They've also got a podcast called Trail Jam. If you want to tune in and hear a little bit of what goes on behind the scenes with these really long, crazy runs that we think are so awesome, but I don't know that I'd ever try one myself. <laughs> never say never. Not without <laughs> yeah, that's true. I would have or a great coach. Yeah. <laughs> um, but be sure to check out their podcast as well. If you need help with some physical therapy or injuries and you're in the lacrosse area, check out Dynamic Physiotherapy. And if you're a runner, someone looking to add some cross training uh, check out our kettlebells for endurance athletes program it's at journeyactive.com endurance would you like to see behind the scenes of what you can do to continue working towards your fitness nutrition and mindset goals if so then go check out journeyactive.com to learn more